So would you help me welcome this morning the current pastor of uh, Freedom Sound and in a few weeks, the co-lead pastor of the Garden Community Church, Pastor Will Gutierrez and Amanda. Love you guys. Well, hello. Yes. Hey, I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited to be in the house of the Lord today. Um, we're, we're pumped up to be here and uh, we're just so grateful that this is a house of worship and praise, uh, because that is our heart. And, um, I didn't want to come up here alone in this service. I want to introduce my beautiful wife. She got more than a voice. She got a great heart. Hi everyone. Hi, my name is Amanda Gutierrez. Um, I'm Will's wife, but, uh, I, I do have my own identity outside of being his wife. So that's great. (laughs) Um, I'm so excited to be here. It was such an honor to worship with you guys. Like, um, you know, Katie and I actually have been friends for about three years, which is so cool. So it was such an honor to be able to finally lead with like one of my closest friends here in the city. And, uh, the, the workings of God is so all over this. There's such a supernatural grace and, um, and it's just incredible. So, um, thank you guys for having such open hands and hearts to us. You know, we're like foreigners to you right now, but hopefully you'll get to know us and, and see that we're just, we're one of you guys, you know, so we're cut from the same cloth, which is Jesus. Right. And so, um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy today and it's an honor to be here with you guys. Yes. Well, you go ahead and be seated, man. I'm excited to be in this house today. And I don't know about you, but man, I was like during worship, I was like, okay, man, God is good. Woo. Um, I am pumped up about what God is doing. And uh, I feel like I, I said this this morning at the first service. I feel like my job is to like introduce myself and like, you guys don't know who I am. Like, it's crazy. You probably like, like started searching me out on FBI.com and just, trying to see my background and stuff. I don't know what you guys are doing, uh, but I can promise you, uh, my wife and I, we just, we just love Jesus and uh, we love people and we want to see um, <laughs> heaven on earth. Th- that, that's the reality. Um, we believe in miracles. We believe in signs and wonders. Um, we believe in casting out demons. Come on now. Um, <laughs> um, and, and, and we believe that that we're here for such a time as this for, for breakthrough and um, transformation in this city. Uh, we came to Bakersfield four years ago on an assignment. We didn't feel called to, to uh, a specific group. We just knew we were called to the city of Bakersfield through a prophetic word that was given to me. And um, man, not even 30 days of us living in our brand new dream home about three and a half hours from here, um, the Lord gave us a word and we thought we were going to be in that house forever. And um, yeah, it, it, we ended up saying, well, that was a nice 30 days. Um, good hotel. And uh, we ended up uh, packing up our stuff and coming out here on an assignment to senior pastor a church in town. And um, I believe that God worked all things out for the good. There was some crazy that happened. And um, Pastor David had met me at the Black Lives Matter um, 
uh, prayer. It was, there was a march going on downtown where there was the protesting and stuff. I was, I was ministering to those that were protesting during that time, ministering to the police officers in town. I just felt like my job was to be the hands and feet of Jesus and love everybody and just bring peace and just pray protection over the officers, uh, pray peace over those that were protesting. And then there was a prayer march a few days later after I had already been working with the people in that, in that area during that time. And I found favor with those who were leading the protest. And um, that day at the prayer march, if you were there, it got kind of heated because uh, we were there to proclaim the goodness of God. And then all of a sudden, um, the protesters came in kind of like nudging some folks and screaming and going crazy. And the Holy Spirit came upon me. I felt like Goliath was in front of us and somebody needed to step up. And I felt the Holy Spirit come upon me and get up there. And the Lord used me then to calm the crowds and bring peace. And uh, I believe it was that day that Pastor David said that the Lord had showed him that I was holding on to a portion of this city. And um, it's kind of crazy because I didn't know Pastor David. He didn't know me. But from then on, the Lord started this relationship. And that's what brings me here to the garden now. Oh man, it's crazy. Um, it's crazy. And uh, there's a few hundred freedom sound Jesus freaks dancing in the parking lot of the boulevard right now. They're having church and they're excited for March 14th to come and be a part of this family. Um, I'm so glad that there's dancers and flaggers here because um, you're about to gain like 200 more of those. So we might have to take out the first eight rows. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> I think I'm, I'm like, I love to worship, but the people that are coming with me are like, <laughs> they love to worship. So um, it's going to be awesome. And we might have to little, have a little mosh pit going on. Uh, but anyways, I'm excited for what's happening and um, for what God is doing. And I don't, I don't even know, like, dude, this thing has been crazy. Uh, Pastor David, I love your emails. They're amazing. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> he said he loves my voice text. <laughs> That's how I communicate. Hey, hope everything's going good today. Get everything done. I hope it's going awesome. God bless y'all. Um, um, anyways, it, it's... I love what God is doing. I believe that I have an opportunity to grow here. Um, I'm, I'm an open book, but I also have open hands, ready to receive, ready to learn. I, I'm, I don't know it all, um, but I know that God loves me completely. Um, I know that I'm a child of God. Come on now. I know that I'm called and I'm an anointed child of the Lord. And uh, I'm just going forward with whatever he wants to do in and through my life. So anyways, I don't know about you, but I'm excited today. Can somebody give the Lord a shout of praise right now? Yes. Thank you, Jesus for your goodness and your grace. 
We pray you would have your way right now. Have your way in this place. We thank you for already showing up, for already leading us, directing us. But Lord, let me not speak and get in the way of what you want to do, Lord. Have your way right now. We just thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you, Lord, for using me as a mouthpiece for your glory. And we just pray, Lord, that we would not see ourselves as anything less. Lord, we are your children. We are called. We are anointed. We are blessed. We are a chosen generation. We are here for a purpose and for a reason, and that's to make your name even more famous. We give you glory. We give you praise. And everybody said, amen. Yes. Wow. I love to say that God is good. I was hoping you would catch it. Come on now. God is good. I said God is good. You know what? He's good all the time. Not just on Sundays. Come on now, not just on the, on the, on the men's prayer group or, or the women's ministry or the youth ministry days. He's good all the time, 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days a year. I'm telling you, he is a good and faithful God. Yes! I'm pumped up. I'm pumped up. Okay, so today I'm going to get, oh, I'm already, I don't know, man. There's just a, a different spirit in this service. Like, I, I just, you guys came, did somebody come expecting this morning? I think somebody came expecting for a word from the Lord, and I, I'm pumped up. Today, um, my sermon of the title is called The Crossover. Now, I believe that there was a crossing for our lives from death to life. From brokenness to being whole from being jacked up to restored. Man, from being sick to being healed, blind with now full vision. And I'm believing today, right now, I'm believing that God is even gonna start shifting things and crossing things in your hearts and in your minds today. Um, I, you know what? Don't even look at me. Try not to look at me right now. I hope you see Jesus. Because if you're going to look at me, you're going to be disappointed. I said this last service, I'll say it again. If you knew everything about me, you wouldn't want me to be your pastor. But if I knew everything about you, I wouldn't want to be your pastor. So thank you, Jesus. So uh, if we're going to get honest and real in here, we're going to lay everything to the side every 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 spirit that is not of him and lord your spirit is here wow man i feel the holy ghost up in this mug Woo. today i'm talking about the crossover and i'm i'm going to be speaking of a man named jacob and um i'm going to use his story, even in the Old Covenant and Old Testament, as a New Covenant revelation. And I hope that, um, well, if Pastor David has been <laughs> teaching for the last who knows how many years, I'm sure <laughs> that you're going to be able to understand my teaching right now. Because <laughs> reading your emails, Pastor David, I'm like, wait, what does that mean? <laughs> So if you want to send hard theological questions, send them to him, not me, all right? 
Oh, man. So Jacob was always chasing the right hand, which represents blessings, which represents inheritance and power. Um, the oldest would always receive the inheritance, if you guys know that. So Jacob being born, I don't even know like in the valley if he knew that he was a twin, but his hairy brother Esau was coming out first. And the Bible says that with his right hand, he clung to Esau's heel. And as a baby, come on now, he was already chasing the blessing. And he was trying to pull his brother back in so that he can be born first. That's crazy. That's why they named him Jacob. Jacob also means deceitful one, but it, it means something about clung to the heel, which is crazy. And you might have to correct me later or send Pastor David an email about that. But he was stuck to his brother's heel trying to receive the blessing from the right hand of the father. And if you know the story, his brother comes out, hairy neck, hairy back, hairy arms, and, 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 and he was uh, baby smooth, you know? But his name was Jacob, the deceitful one. And he ends up growing into his name. I believe that names are important. Um, but he ends up growing into this name. And, and the name Jacob changes later on. But what ends up happening is Esau is, is they're now older. And, 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 and they're like, Esau is like the, 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 the field worker. He was, he's like the guy that's plowing and doing all the stuff. And, 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 and Jacob was, I guess he was a marksman, a, hunt, a hunter, you know. And, and, and Esau had that gift also, but there's this like little famine type deal going on in the city. And now their father is dying and, and, and he's of old age and he's losing his sight. He's losing his hearing. And, and there he is um, at, like pretty much on his deathbed and, and, and he's hungry, but they could get no food and, and Esau can't get anything. So Jacob comes with his deceitful self and he's like, hey, Esau, I got myself some beans and some meat over here. If you sell me your birthright, I'll give you this bowl of beans. And Esau says, sure, I'm hungry. Dad's hungry. I'll, I'll take it. So then Jacob goes to his father and he goes into the tent and his mom helps him out. And they're like, hey, you know what? Let's go get some, some, some um, animal skin and let's, let's, let's glue it to my, to my forearms. Let's glue it to the back of my neck. And I'm going to go in now because I have the birthright of my brother Esau. And I'm going to go in there and I'm going to deceive my father. And I'm going to make him bless me and give me Esau's inheritance. So Jacob sneaks into the tent. His mom helps him get glue this animal skin to himself. And he gets in there and he's like, Father, wake up, Father. I brought you some soup and I'm here for my inheritance. And his father says, who are you? You sound like Jacob. He says, no, no, it's not. It's not Jacob. It's me, Esau. Let me, let me, let me, let me touch you, son. Let me feel you. And he puts his hand on the back of his neck and on his arms. And he, wow, yeah, he's hairy. Must be Esau. What he didn't realize is Jacob had changed into Esau's clothing also. So the father brought Jacob close and let me smell your clothes. He smells him and he says, wow, you are Esau. 
Okay, so he extends his right hand and he blesses Jacob and he gives Jacob Esau's inheritance. Esau then comes into the tent a few minutes after Jacob leaves and he says, Father, I'm here with your soup and I'm here for my inheritance. I'm here for my blessing. And his father says, who are you? Why are you here, Jacob? No, it's me, Esau. But I just blessed you, Esau. I just gave you your inheritance. And he says, my brother, he deceived you. He deceived me. The thing that Jacob had been chasing his whole life, he finally received, but he received it through being deceitful. He got the right hand. He got the blessing of the father and he continues with his life. And we see this ongoing deal. I call it a culture of change. Not all change is good, but I always say if the change is God, then it's always good. But Jacob was, was involved in this culture of change. We, we, we see him going through these experiences of things changing in his life. Jacob needed a change in his, in his name. And he went from Jacob and God changed his name to Israel. So he went from the deceitful one to Israel, which means may God prevail. Jacob goes up and, he, and, 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 and he's in this, this place of lust and he's worshiping God and he's, and, and, and he's, and he's praising and, and, and the Lord gives him a vision and gives him a sign. And the Bible says that Jacob changes that name of lust to Bethel, which is the gates of heaven. Jacob's having these encounters of change and transformation. Jacob finds himself surrounded by thoughts of fear and anxiety because he's still running from his brother who he had deceived at one time. And in that place, God delivers him. And he renames that place Muhan Aim, which means the encampment of God. We see Jacob wrestling with an angel. And he, he, where he, he gets his, he, he's not going to let go. I won't re let go until you bless me. He's always chasing the blessing. The Bible says he, he changes that to Penuel, which means I have seen the face of God, but I did not die. He just has this, this culture of change, culture of change, culture of change. He meets this girl named Rachel. Rachel has an ugly sister, but we won't talk about her. He says, man, this girl is beautiful. I want to marry this girl. So he goes to Rachel's father and he says, hey, dad, I love your daughter. She's beautiful. And, and the dad says, oh, I love my daughters too. He says, can I marry her? He says, yeah, sure. You could marry my daughter. Work for me for seven years. He says, for seven years, okay, so I can marry her now and then work for you? No, no, no. Work for me for seven years and then you can have my daughter. Seven years of hard work, hard labor. On his wedding night, he's probably got so toasted, he's just drinking all night partying. Who you want to ride with us? You want to ride with us? And, uh, hey. he, the morning he wakes up, he looks on over. Oh! It's Rachel's ugly sister. 
goes to the father, you deceived me. I wanted to marry Rachel. You knew I was in love with her. And he said, you said you wanted to marry my daughter. I gave you my daughter. He says, no, I want Rachel. The father ends up saying, okay, work for me for another seven years and you can have Rachel. He does it. He works another seven years. He ends up marrying Rachel. They have a son together. But then here goes the, the hard time is she's pregnant for a second time and they're on their way back to Bethel. A land of change, a land of promise. And on their way there, Rachel begins to bleed out and she is dying. Jacob is worried. Rachel is worried. The Bible says at her final moments of life, she pushes the baby out. And she says, we will name him Benoni. But Jacob, as the father, the Bible says that he says, no, he will not be Benoni, but he will be Benjamin. And Rachel breathes her last. Benoni means son of my sorrow. Ben means son. Onai means sorrow. Jacob said, I will not name him based upon the circumstance at hand, but we will not name him Benoni, but he will be Benjamin, which means son of my right hand. The blessings he had always been chasing, the things that he had always wanted for himself, he is now naming to his child. Whew. Jacob's heart was in the right place. He just went through some wrong things. And now here we are, years and years and years down the line. Jacob is of old age, called Israel. And here he is now in the same position his father was in at one time. And the Bible says that Jacob is dying. Jacob is losing his sight. Jacob is in his final days. And his son Joseph walks through the door. And he has his two sons with him, Manasseh and Ephraim. I need some help on this one real quick. Can I get Sam, Nathan, and I need one more person. Who is my other person? Can I get, uh, you want to help me? What's your name, brother? Yeah, come on. You said, brother Barney. My brother Barney. Since you're tall, I would say dark and handsome, but since you're tall, light and handsome, <laughs> you're going to represent Jacob for us right now. Now, you were laid out. You're almost dying. You don't have to lay down. Joseph brings his sons into the room. And you guys can stay right here for right now. But when I start talking about this, we'll go here. So, um, Barney, you're going to be Manasseh, which would be the firstborn. You're going to be Ephraim, would be, which would be the second. Okay? In the book of Genesis chapter 48, it says, When Israel saw the sons of Joseph, he asked, Who are these? Now Israel's eyes were failing. Jacob's eyes were failing because of old age. 
he could hardly see. So Joseph brought his sons close to him and his father kissed and embraced them. Israel said, Joseph, I've never expected to see your face again. And now God has allowed me to see your children too. Whew. Then Joseph removed them from Israel's knees and bowed down with his face to the ground. And Joseph took both of them, Ephraim on his right. So the older, okay, so Ephraim on his, on his, on his right towards um, Jacob's left hand, right? Because you're the younger. And Barney, a.k.a. Manasseh, Manasseh towards Jacob's right, uh, left, but right hand because this represents the blessing. This represents the inheritance. This represents the power. This represents what you deserve. You're the firstborn. Now bring them in a little bit. Yeah, just so you get it. Okay. Come on, he's praying over them. Go ahead, anoint them. Just speak life. Come on. Yes. And Joseph took both of them, Ephraim on his right towards Israel's left hand, Manasseh on his left towards Israel's right hand, and brought them close to him. But Israel reached out his right hand and put it on Ephraim's head. Though he was the younger and crossing his arms, he put his left hand on Manasseh's head, even though Manasseh was the firstborn. I'm going to read the rest of this because it's going to make, I always tell everybody, it's going to make you want to slap somebody. So neighbor, be careful. He put his left hand on Manasseh's head, even though Manasseh was the firstborn. Then he blessed Joseph and said, may the God before whom my fathers Abraham, Isaac walk faithfully in the God who has been the shepherd all my life to this day, the angel who has delivered me from all harm. May he bless these boys. May he be called by my name and the names of my father, Abraham and Isaac, and may they increase greatly on the earth. So he's blessing them, but he's blessing them out of order. It doesn't make sense. You were born first. You deserve the inheritance. But the younger son, Jacob, is saying this. Hey, the thing that I was chasing my whole life to get, I was born out of order. And never again will I allow the position that I was born in to fail what I truly deserve. So he crosses his arms. This is the greatest crossover, I believe, in Scripture in the Old Testament. Because what Jacob is saying is, you know what? There's things that the world may say you deserve, but there's something that God says that you deserve. And today, maybe you're in this place where you feel like, man, I was, I was born out of place. I was born wrong. I don't deserve the inheritance. I don't deserve the blessing. I don't deserve the grace. I don't deserve to be in this place. I don't deserve to be worshiping. I don't deserve to be blessed. And God says, stop. You are my child. Whew. The right hand of blessings was crossed over to the younger brother. He did nothing to inherit this. He did nothing to deserve this. He did nothing for this, but God saw it fit that it would happen. Huh. Someone be gets mad in the room, and I call this the Pharisee spirit. Because Joseph said to him, no, my father, this one is the firstborn.
and he moves his father's hands. He took hold of his father's hands and moved it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. And Joseph said to him, my father, this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused. Cross him back on over. And said, I know my son. I know he too will be great. He too will do amazing things. He too will be more than a conqueror. He too will overcome. But the younger one shall do even greater things. And now we see this new covenant of us, Jesus, and the Father. And God said that everything that Christ did in the beginning, He came. He lived a perfect and holy life. He died the sinner's death. He took the lashes. He took the beating. He did everything on our behalf. But God says in Galatians 2.20 that you have been crucified with Christ. That it's no longer you who is living, but it is Christ who is dwelling on the inside. It says that you are an heir of Christ. That everything that Christ has done is now in your favor. It belongs to you. That he died for you. That he died as you. Now he's living in you. And he wants to work through you. Oh, it's good news. So God the Father takes his hand and he says, what Jesus deserved is going to you. And the pain and the anguish and the sorrow He's saying that was the first Adam that ruined it all. And the last Adam came and fixed it all up. Whoa. Thank you, guys. You guys are amazing. Sometimes you're looking through the lens and you're saying, how is it? that I deserve this grace? How is it that I deserve this favor? How is it that I could live in joy? How is it that I could be at peace? How is it that I could be uh, having a breakthrough and I could be healed? How is it that I could be in this place? And maybe some people are like that Pharisee spirit saying, why are they on the worship team? Why are they working media? Why are they working in the ushers? Why are they greeting people? How do they get that children's position? How are they getting the favor? Let me just tell you something. You get that same exact favor from God. Don't worry about the title. Don't worry about the position. Don't worry about what people say. Don't worry about what people do. You're a child of the Most High God. You're a son and you're a daughter. You are called to great things. You've been anointed for great things. And God is saying, guess what? Your greatest days are ahead of you. You might have been born out of place. You might have been born wrong, but the great thing is we have a new covenant and we have something to celebrate that Jesus died and I might have been born wrong, but he rose again and I've been born again. Whoa. That is... I know. I've been there. I, I'm still there frequently. 
I just think, how the heck do I deserve this? After everything I said or done or been through, lied about, been in and ugh, all the yuck, how is it that God would put me here? That he would give me this? A platform to speak and to encourage and to motivate and to inspire. I don't deserve this. But the greatest crossover is when Jesus went to the cross and said, it is over. It is finished. That's the greatest crossover. Jesus going to the cross for you and I. You might feel like me. How is it that I made it here? He carried you. He carried me here. My performance sucks. Even on my best day, I couldn't inherit salvation. I couldn't be good enough. But he was more than enough. He is more than enough. So if you've been tied up in performance so that people can see that you are with Jesus, let me just tell you something real quick. Just be you. Don't try to be somebody you're not. He's dwelling on the inside of you. Let him be expressed through your life. Function in the gifts of the Spirit. Walk out in fullness. But you know what's trippy to me? Now this makes me want to slap somebody right here. It was towards the, the end of this scripture. Um, so I don't know what verse, is it, verse it is, so you guys might be able to find it. But Joseph said to him, no, my father, this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son. I know he too will become a people. He too will become great. Nevertheless, his younger brother will do even greater than he. What did Jesus say about you and I? Somebody better preach that with me right now. What did Jesus say you would do? Tell me this ain't a revelation. When I was reading this and God was just slapping me with it, I was just like, oh. I don't like going through YouTube to find someone else's message to present. I love when the Lord just dials stuff up in your spirit. I believe that God is wanting to speak to you individually and he's wanting to show you great things in his word that you'll be able to dissect out and just be like, ah, thank you. Thank you. God's wanting to speak to you, child. The father wants to spend time with you. He's saying you will do even greater things. The hands crossing over, Jesus Jesus was, man, he deserved it all, but the crossover happened there so that I could have fullness of life. And I'm grateful for it. Are you grateful for it? Are you grateful for it? He's so faithful. He's so good. Campbell's soup. Oh, some of you guys know. Mm-mm, good. Man. Yeah. 
Mikey, he likes it. I'm, I'm going to bring up everything you guys probably know. Man, God is faithful. We are so blessed. I pray, my prayer is that this would be the greatest crossing also. This whole transition, like God is, is, is doing something special. And um, I don't know what it looks like to you guys. It's probably pretty scary. <laughs> it's scary for us. We said the easiest thing for us would have been to do is go make an offer on the building we were wanting to buy and just start there and just stay single, right? Say, so, yo, I love Paul. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We staying single in this mug. I heard this, this saying, and I'm going to say it in this service too. It's like, if you want to be a disciple, stay single. If you want to be like Jesus, get married. I feel like this is going to be the greatest opportunity for us to, to marry. I don't call it a merge. We're getting married. And we're taking on the same last name of Christ. We're just functioning as the body. We're going to continue being the hands and feet, proclaiming the good news. March 14th, it needs to come quick because I'm ready. Like, Pastor David, I'm so honored. I'm honored. I love you too. I, I, I'm, I'm an emotional person, so just like, just look over the baby stuff on me. I grew up in East LA, but I'm, I'm still a baby. Um, I'm just grateful. Like this message was for me because I do feel like I don't deserve this. And God has to remind me every single day that, Will, you're my child. And I feel like it's okay for us to go through the emotions of, of it's okay to feel unworthy, but that's not the reality. You could feel a certain way, but that's just a feeling. It's not the one absolute truth. So that's why we're not supposed to be driven by our emotions, but led by the spirit. The flesh will fail us. So I might feel unworthy. I might feel like I don't deserve this. I might feel like, but God's like, you're so worthy. You totally deserve this. You're my son. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's a, I, I love my relationship with God. Because in, 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 in those times where I'm talking about in this book, this, this sermon that I preached is actually from my book. Um, I just go over, I believe in like chapter seven or eight, but it's this whole like deal of me going through depression and anxiety and pain. Like I wanted to be transparent and real with the world. And I just wanted to just lay everything on the table and just be like, dude, I've been there and I still go through these feelings at times, but it's not who I am. You might go through storms, but when you're at rest with Christ, it's like, it's going to be all right. So I just want to say a prayer of faith over you, a prayer of like, just ah, confidence and maybe I, this is really important to me because I'm an evangelist type guy. You don't know Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior. God, 
gives you an opportunity and the greatest opportunity. He says, this is the gift. It's yours. Believe and receive it. And I, I used to struggle because I used to think, well, I got to believe and then I got to make sure I wear a suit and a tie and I got to make sure that I pray 48 hours a week and like A, B, C, and D and then maybe I'm saved. Today, I want to tell you that the crossover, it's exactly that. It was as good as it being done. Like, hey, this is finished. It's yours. Now, you have an opportunity to walk in that inheritance, believe and receive that inheritance, or you can actually walk away and say, nah, nah, I don't want it. My brother can have it. So today, I want to give you an opportunity to believe and receive your inheritance. If you've never believed or received your inheritance, the, the hands crossing, this is your opportunity to get that. So today, let's just all close our eyes. And if you're watching online, one thing I always encourage people when they're watching, if, if you want to give your life to the Lord and you're saying, man, I need to surrender, you could just type in the comment sections, uh, that's me. And, and we'll just have somebody reach out to you. I'll go through the comments later. I'll personally reach out to you. We just... This is important to us. If you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ and give him your heart, your soul, your life, this is important. So today you're in this room, you're watching online, you say, that's me. Can you just lift your hand real quick and just put it right back down if that's you? I see that hand. Anybody else? I see that hand. Awesome. Glory to God. Jesus. Wow. Let's just say this prayer as a family. We're going to declare this. And you're like, why do I have to say this? I'm already saved. We are standing in the gap for our brothers and sisters who just lifted their hands and those that are watching online. So let's say this. Say, Lord, thank you for your grace. Thank you for sending your one and only son Jesus Christ to die for me. I believe and I receive the finished work that you, Christ, lived a perfect and holy life, died a sinner's death, but that you rose again and you're alive today. I give you my heart and I give you my life. I am yours and you are mine. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I just want to share. Amber, can I share that story? Okay. I just want to share this real quick because Amber just lifted her hand to receive the Lord. I don't really know Amber. Other than a year ago, her car broke down on the side of the road and I, I just pulled over to help her. And yesterday she reached out to me on Instagram saying, hey, I want to come to church. And um, I didn't even know who she was, but she reminded me how she met me. Um. And for you to be surrendering your life to Christ, it's the greatest thing you'll ever do. Um, be the hands and feet. This ain't just about preaching. This ain't just about talking about it. Let's be about it. Love God. 
with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Put on love. Um, I want to throw this out there real quick. Um, am I allowed to be like doing this whole little deal that I did last service? Okay. So the covenant service, I, I told uh, Pastor Darren that I want the covenant service to come from Freedom Sounds Cost. And the covenant service is going to be around $10,000. Um, because we're, we're, and we, we, you guys need to be on your knees praying about that permit for that building, by the way. Um, because we need to get in that building on March 14th. Because there ain't no way I'm going to be almost bringing 300 folks with us. And we won't have room in here. And I told Pastor David, I don't want to get married six times in one day. Like, let's just do it one time. And like, like. I don't want to say, I do, I do, I do, I do. For me and my wife, it worked one time, and we still at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so um, we don't want to be doing a bunch of services that Sunday. We want to do one big covenant service. So what I decided is today we're doing my book as donation. And as you donate, all the proceeds are going towards our covenant service. So um, go out there, write a check out to the garden, go slide your card through that reader. It's all going to the garden. Um, and let's do it. Let's get married. All right. I love y'all. Thank you. One more time. Uh, let's thank uh, Pastor Will, Pastor Amanda. Love you guys so much. And uh, would you stand together? Let's just receive God's blessing. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you would know deep within that he has given us everything we don't deserve because he's transformed us through the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so walk in confidence, walk in your purpose, walk in your destiny and lead other people into this great gift this week in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Be blessed, yes. amen. Yes.